It's important to stay hydrated, John. I'll be honest, mate. You're lucky that I'm even wearing clothes for this. Yeah, I've got <clears> some on as well. Um, I, I was naked 15 minutes ago. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. Um, we are recording this um, during the heat wave, although hopefully by the time you listen to this, it will have cooled down a bit. Um, I am John in Cricklade, and Kieran has finally put some clothes on in Trowbridge. I have finally put some clothes on. All he is wearing is a T-shirt. Yeah, I'm not even got any shorts on. I am butt naked. <laughs> purpose of this show is to promote the local music scene. Uh, across the west of England and uh, we've got our guest this week incredible guest singer songwriter I'm going to call her an Instagram influencer because have you seen how many followers she got it's Kirsty Clinch over 100,000 followers that, I think that does make her an influencer doesn't it I'm not sure what the actual definition is but surely six figures well six figures incredible um yeah Kirsty Clinch she's a musician she apparently happens to be an author which I didn't have no idea was on the radar she works with kids He's just an all-round pillar of the community. And uh, we'll be playing a couple of tracks as well. We'll also be talking about the latest COVID news. This is the first sheer isolation we've ever done where there's been no legal restrictions on us staying away. Karim, we could have sat in the same room if you weren't an hour's drive away from me. We could have sat in the same room. We could have French kissed. It could have been all sorts. Zoe might have had an issue with that. I don't know. Mm. Anything goes. <laughs> we've been locked up for so long. Anything goes. Right. We'll crack on with the track then, shall we? You have chosen a tune that was released last year by Steve Hewitt. I don't know the man. It's really interesting, right? So I get an email in my inbox saying, uh, do you want to book Steve Hewitt? Now, if anybody of a certain age will know that Steve Hewitt is the second and the most famous drummer in Placebo. And I was like, yes, yes, I do want to book Steve Hewitt. That would be great. Thank you. And I open up the email and it's this chap from Sussex or Kent or somewhere who plays Americana. And he's very nice, very, very nice music indeed. And it was one of those times where you get emailed for something and it falls into your inbox, you listen to it and you go, actually, I've got an event that I could totally work on and you just, you should say yes to it. And that's happened to me twice today where something's happened and I've sent an email and I've said yes to it. And it just goes to show that you've just got to keep sending emails because eventually you're going to reach someone at the right place at the right time and you're going to get what you want out of it. So if you're a band and you, you've sent a thousand emails, you only had one response, send a thousand more because I promise you it does pay off. You but set yeah. my expectations really high then, and, and then, oh, this isn't the drummer from Placebo. It's not the drummer, it's, it's not Steve from Placebo, no. However, this Steve, he's a musician, he's a, he plays Americana, and uh, I've booked him for Trowbridge Beer Festival at the end of August. This does remind me of a story from a few years ago when I was booking acts for, for a festival, and um, I found this group of like you know, people who kind of dress up in fairies and, and pixie stuff and they like do fire breathing and juggling and bubble blowing and all that stuff. Really good for the family entertainment. So I sent an email to the guy in charge of the purse strings saying, can we get pixies to, to perform at this festival? Not really thinking, oh, there used to be a really famous band called Pixies. He got very excited for all of five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I just yes, yes, we can. can. <laughs> How much do they want? What, 300 quid? Do it. Just say yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's this uh, track from Steve? It's called, I've forgotten what it's called already. I didn't write that down because it's too hot for me to be professional. Uh, it's in, hang on, I'm just going to check my message I sent you on Facebook with the link in. It's called... Move On. Move On. There you go. Move On. Uh, and it's, it's a lovely track. It get, once it gets going, it gets into this real move on, move on. And it's like this real kind of Americana, real struts to it. It's lovely.
Here's the memory Of what they used to be Now I'm plagued with the things that I should have done But now the time is up I love to see you hurt For all that you've done with your violent words I'm not the one that's blind Feeling the world to find A way back to make all the wrong things right you got to stop looking behind you got to move on, move on But don't regret Hold to the good time and don't forget Deal with the pain in your heart If you don't need to tell you, tell you what you gotta hold on, hold on to what you got. Think of what you had, let the guilt depart. It's time to take back the control. Cause there's something you gotta let go, and you gotta let go. Oh, yeah. You gotta let go now. now. Move on by Steve Hewitt, not Steve Hewitt from Recibo. For anybody that was confused for a moment there, do you know for certain it's not the same Steve Hewitt? <laughs> it's definitely not the same Steve Hewitt. I know what Steve Hewitt looks like, and it's not him. And remind us where uh, where people can see him playing. Steve Hewitt is playing on the Friday, the twenty seventh of uh, August, 
And that's at the Trowbridge Beer Festival. It's the first beer festival that I know that Trowbridge has done. And he will be playing on the, what's it called, the Inox stage, as it were. And um, that's at the Inox, uh, same site as the Inox Market. It's got a big beer festival, hundreds of beers. Um, I think it's £12 a ticket. And with that 12 quid, you get beer tokens, you get a, a glass, you get entry, you get the music. It's a, I think it's really good value for money. It's time for product placement, Kieran. What do you have? Oh, I've got it. <laughs> it's this amazing product placement. You just wait there. Just wait there for a second. So disorganised. No, no, no. It, you'll see why in a second. Because it's massive. Oh, it's just huge. John, I just... Oh. You know this goes out on radio as well, right? This, this is... Can you see it, John? I, I can see a box. So yeah, it, it's, you've got a new mixer. Digital mixer! That's my product bracelet. It's really heavy. So I'm going to get, it, get rid of it now. You could have just taken the mixer out of the box and just carried a cardboard box. That would have been, been so much less hassle. 17, 18 years ago, I bought my first ever mixer. Um, my wife's uncle, Neil, he bought, he ordered it for me and I, I paid for it. And I think it cost me 700 quid. And it was a Soundcraft Spirit de- folio desk. And they're brilliant desks. They're really well made, rugged, designed for sort of touring and moving around. It had a handle on it. Brilliant desk, analog, no built-in effects, really, really traditional analog desk. This is my second desk or third desk I've ever bought from like new from scratch. That one there cost me 935 quid. And it is with with digital desk, everything's in the box. You get compression, gates, effects, EQ, the works. Yeah, it is just a sensational desk. That that was one of our nerdiest conversations in all 64 shows. Yes. It's time to introduce our guest. And this week we are joined by incredibly busy lady, Kirsty Clinch. Had um, just spoken to her and we had no idea quite how many projects she was juggling at the same time. Wow. I've known her for about 15 years when she was a teenager. Um, and I think she started playing for me in Devizes. I think she lived in Westbrook at the time, but she's, li- she's lived all over the general area. Just a brilliant local musician who's, who's really, as we'll find out in a moment, delivering amazing things. It was always a dream of mine to have like my own music school. And then over lockdown, I kind of remembered I really, I was really interested in drawing. Well, I used to be when I was younger and I kind of gave it up. And then I thought, okay, well, it's lockdown. I'll like bring back an old hobby. And I did. And then I had this like cool idea that to launch the, obviously the music school in the most cheapest way possible would be to just launch my own music book and get like awareness of it out there. And I illustrated it for myself too. <laughs> Even better. That's really cool. So uh, so what's the function of the book? What does it do? So basically, it's just an interactive YouTube book. People can read it as a story. It's quite rhymy. So it's quite easy just to, if you're like one of these parents that are like, oh, I don't want to sing to my child. You can just easily read it like a storybook. So it's all based on this mascot that I have at First Melodies called Melody. And she's like there in the background somewhere too. As well. She's a doll that looks like me, basically. <laughs> And yeah, she goes on this little adventure and it's eventually going to be like a series book. So there's going to be about six series of it. And she goes to different places and she meets different animals or maybe like cars or she might go to the supermarket and meet fruit. And they're all going to be like, they've all got a song to them, basically. So you can read the book. And then if you haven't got time to kind of sit with your child with it, you can just give the child the book and they can go onto YouTube and watch all the videos and songs to go alongside it. And I'm kind of there just dancing with a green screen in the background with the monkeys and the giraffes and stuff around me. 
So and that's amazing. So it's not just a book. It's links to modern uh, platforms and technology as well. How ingenious. Yeah. Basically, I wanted to just make it more aware, like awareness of it on social media, not just have it as a book. And I wanted it to be a little bit different to what everyone else does. Just, you know, have a book and give it to a child. I wanted it to be more than that because of the music side of things. So, yeah. Well, I think you've cracked that. Well done. Thank you. It's done really well. It's in Australia, Germany and America at the moment as well. So one of my patrons has been buying like bulks of it and going around to all the youth centres around his local area in America and just giving it to all like the teachers. They've been using it in their classes. That is absolutely stunning. That is an amazing (laughs) achievement. You must be immensely proud. Yeah, definitely. I am. I'm just such a creative person. I'll have like a thousand projects on the go at once and then... I just, I won't stop until it's done. So um, tell us about the school then, the school itself. Is this a school that, people, your, your first melodies, is that where people come and you do like music with the kids? So yeah, my, my setting is quite small. So I'm going to leave the setting basically just for doing um, one-to-one sessions with like singing lessons. And I'm going to do beginner ukulele and guitar. But I do want to eventually get into all the early year sessions. So I've got all the instruments and everything ready. I've got all the songs and the set lists. And I'm just kind of waiting for COVID to leave so I can go in and out of nurseries and do things. And I'll probably hire a hall just so it's a bigger setting because it ends up costing a lot of money to have your own bigger settings. You've got to go, you've got to pay fees through to the council and stuff. Whereas my setting is quite small. I don't have to pay those fees yet. So it's quite nice. (laughs) I'm going to try and be like competitive with my price. And also I write all my own songs and I'm singing myself on all of the songs. So there's, I think there's like a more of a personal and like deeper connection by doing that. And obviously as well, children might already pre know about me or pre see me on YouTube. So when they come, it's like, Oh, there's that lady. (laughs) That's kind of the idea I wanted. So (laughs) I have no doubt in the next, within the next 10 years, you're going to be on CBBC doing the exact same thing. I actually said to like my whole family, I, I love like the music that I do and all, all this, the normal music that I do. But if I just had a, even if I had a hit like Baby Shark, I'd be satisfied in life. I'd be like, I'd, I made it with a kids song. <laughs> <laughs> an amazing kids song. We played a couple of your tracks on, on the show previously and they're, they're definitely not kids songs. So you, you've got the two, the two prongs of your music uh, that you work on. Yeah, definitely. I think because I worked in the early years environment and I'm always making up silly songs anyway, I realised a lot of the children really liked them. So I was like, I've got to do something with this. I can't just let those songs go out of my brain. So I started like writing them all down. And these, this is like where the idea kind of blossomed of all of this. So sometimes I take my ukulele and did a few trial sessions. And I was like, this, this is going to work. I'm presuming as well that you must have sang quite a lot to your children. Yeah, that's, that's literally what I did. So the nurse was like, if you want to bring your ukulele and do a little session, you can. So then I like stick a few of my songs in and trial it and then you'd hear them like singing it in the background like I've got a song about a dinosaur and they just well again 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 I was like right if they're asking for it again and again it's gonna be good <laughs> and then just songs about dinosaurs are winners <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what so, what makes a really good kids song I'm assuming repetition yeah definitely that's pretty much and it, it isn't it? repetition and anything that's a little bit like silly in a really like silly childlike way and anything with animals in always grabs the child's attention but I've got I've got a song about a pickled onion that I want to put in the book so not a lot of children would ask for a song about pickled onion they prefer a song about a monkey but I'm hoping to make it popular because it's a song I've sung since I was a child that I made up in my head and it's never left oh, my yeah. brain so I was like that's got to mean something 
that's amazing because I'm actually hoping to sing a couple of the songs Kieran on the seventh because I'm doing the Trowbridge bandstand aren't I yeah so I thought in the middle of my set I'll like bring a couple of these books along and promote it so people can buy it off me if they want to and I sing like the monkey and the dinosaur song or something. One of the other things we wanted to chat to you about, Kirsty, was your social media presence because I know on, on Instagram you're up to what is it, hundred and eleven thousand followers? I don't know what it's like on, on the other platforms, but yeah. how did you get to that point? That that's an insane amount of followers. I've been on there since 2013, so it was like just a lot of work. But I started working on some redhead pages, like being the admin for redhead pages, and a lot of people got to know me through there then started following me, then realised that they did music, that I did music, sorry, and then they kind of become super fans. So it's the red hair first and then the music, but if it works, I'm happy. So <laughs> For the benefit of radio, yeah, Kirsty has red hair. Yeah. Really long, curly yeah. red hair. <laughs> Very long, curly red hair. Actually, and your doll, with your doll, did you make your doll, um, Melody, or was she a super fan creation? My mum knows somebody who just makes dolls for the fun of it. So okay. just before Christmas, she was like, because she knew I was looking to have one made, basically just said, oh, here's a picture of Kirsty. Can you make a doll that looks like her? And so she literally just handmade it. And then I got it just before Christmas. She was like, here you go. I was like, oh. oh. So she's literally in all the videos. And we're kind of in matching dresses today because it's got flowers on it. <laughs> I think her hair's a bit wilder than mine, though. Only, <laughs> so only a tiny bit. <laughs> uh, so so Kirsty, the burning question is if you have 111,000 followers on Instagram does that make you an influencer people say it is a lot of people think I'm famous so I get people messaging me I get hundreds of dms all the time like quite daily some not so nice dms <laughs> especially from the, the male species <laughs> yes <laughs> I apologize on behalf of all of us <laughs> I get some very weird photos and videos, put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, they just get blocked. I get hundreds of DMs every day and they're like, oh, you're never going to talk to me, are you? Because you're famous and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's just, I'm not famous. I'm just like this little girl, little girl, little woman from Wiltshire. Like, I'm not famous, but people think I am because of the amount of followers I have and I, I probably am an influencer because I would say a lot of because my a lot of my songs and I opened up about like the, the domestic abuse and stuff that I've been through in the past. I get a lot of messages about that too. Like your songs really inspired me to you know do this and do that. And so yeah, I must be to a certain extent. <laughs> um, your, so your last single, how well did that do in the in the um, uh, country or Americana charts? So yeah, I, I think that's to do with my Instagram. To be fair, so it got to. My first single, Fit the Shoe, got to number six in the country iTunes music charts. And then the recent one, which is the video we had, got to number three. So it's like slowly rising up, which is quite cool. You're progressing. This is really, really positive story. Everything is going in the right direction. And we're just in time to be out of lockdown. In all fairness, I've quite enjoyed it because I feel like I've done so much more because of it because you don't have that social aspect of life that you just get really stuck into your work more and although I love the social side of stuff I've just found like I've been a lot happier just being more engrossed in my work than like socializing with people recently but yeah maybe that's just my bad experiences but (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna have some great experiences with me across the summer we're gonna do some great gigs together I promise (laughs) we need to promote the gigs that you've got coming up so the, the first one is the seventh, which we did talk about just a minute ago, is the Trowbridge Bandstand um, for Starry Eyes. And we're raising money for the Alzheimer's support group. 
And then I've literally got weddings, so I can't really invite anyone to that because <laughs> it's, it's not my gig to invite. Then I've got the, the Trowbridge Beer Festival, which you've asked me to do as well, Kieran, haven't you, for the sheer sessions? I have on um, Saturday the 28th of August. Literally most of my weekends are taken up by weddings because they've all had to reschedule. So instead of doing actual gigs people can come do, I'm catching up with all the weddings I haven't been able to do. But I do have a car show on the 5th of September, which is the Westbury Car Show that they do every year but I think yeah. it's been cancelled for the last year or two and oh that. and also the 3rd of September my 14 track album will be coming out so yeah yay finally final thing is just to promote uh, your book where can people find it what's it called and also the the school as well if people want to find out a bit more about that how, how do they get in touch with you you can find my book on Amazon which if you just type in first melodies melody sings at the zoo or First Melodies in my name, I come up like as an author on there now. So you should be able to find me like that. Or I do have an official website, which is www.firstmelodies.com. Or you can just contact me through my, my normal music, which is kirstyclinchmusic.com. And it will be all on there. <laughs> can I just say, shout out Pete Lamb quickly? Because he was on one of your shows before. And he actually helped me with the album. He like did all the bass guitar and all of the tracks. Um, and his friend Tricky did the steel guitar and a couple of tracks. And then he helped me mix and master it because I was stressing out for life on that part of it. So I did record it all in my own studio and then said, look, I can't do this bit and gave it to him. And he made it sound amazing. And it kind of links on to the track that you're going to play because it's a lovely lady called Ariel, who is originally from America. And I used to network with her online. And we had like a mutual follower who used to have Ariel at her house for gigs called Craig Sinclair. And he invited us both one night to go and do a gig at his house. So we did that. And then obviously I met her in person and I fell in love with one of her songs that you're about to play called uh, Magic Again. And I messaged her and I was like, do you mind me playing it on the show? Because it links in really well. Because it's the song I sent to Pete Lamb. And I was like, if you can make my music sound this amazing, this mastered and my vocals sound this clear and lovely, then I'll be 100% happy. So... That's what he did. So it's a nice little link to everything we were talking about today. So. <laughs> I've searched the world for someone like you Every day since I was born Simple in mind with nothing to prove I just want to give you my heart I'll carry the day Like fresh picked flowers Baby, you'll stay But it's strong and it's true Wild as the wolf to the wind Mystics and folklore can keep up with you When their stories and you begin
inside of my head And love as the alchemist Beyond all the rubble Adventures are ahead Soothsayers promise You're like the sea is from Ariel. It's called Magic Again, uh, and that was uh, Kirsty's choice. Great interview and a great song to follow. In the high standards, John, the high standards. I've got a little bit of sad news, John. This gig has been cancelled. Ultrasound at Moles. Ultrasound have pulled their entire tour. <clears throat> They're now only doing one gig in London, mainly because a lot of the venues that they were playing were quite small, um, sort of 200 caps. And most 200 cap venues don't have the most amazing air conditioning systems. Uh, as a result, they're worried about the increase in COVID, the Delta variant, et cetera, et cetera. They felt for safety reasons, they're going to pull the tour. So they pulled the whole tour. It's not, it's not a postponement. It's a cancellation. So they're going to rebook the tour again for 2022. So you were so looking forward to a bit of ultrasound as well, weren't you? I was, yeah. Well, we're talking about cancellations and venues and nightclubs and that. Last week, we were talking about how this is all very exciting because now all the venues and all the nightclubs can open. And then within about 12 hours, I think the government said, right, from September, nightclubs will need to do COVID checks and also larger venues as well. Is that going to affect anything that you're working on? Interestingly, the guidelines from the government they've issued don't really define what they're considering to be a venue. So... It's open to interpretation, really. My personal gut feeling is a 200-cap venue, like the Vic in Swindon, for example, probably won't have to do them because the capacity is so small. But if you're going up to, say, the O2 size or an academy size where there's potentially 2,000 people mingling, they might well have to. And there's an, there's an element of money here as well, isn't there? You know, In order to do that, 
you have to have things put in place to achieve that. And to get 2,000 people through a door, 1,500 people through your door with a COVID test is going to be an administrative nightmare. I'm hoping it's not going to affect me. I don't think it will necessarily, but we will see. We're going to have to draw this show to a close. If people do want to get in touch with us, the best way is email. So that is uh, sheerisolation at gmail.com. I nearly gave out my personal email address then. which <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Kieran, we should make That's most it, of the sunshine before the storms arrive. Thank you. Um, I'll see you next time. Tatty bye. Tatty bye to you too, Squire. Tatty bye. <laughs> see you next week. Tatty bye. <laughs>